Hey everyone, it's uh, Andy here on episode 10 of the Mountain Malarkey podcast with my fellow host Dave. Hello everybody, how's it going? Not too bad Dave, how are you mate? Yeah, not bad, not bad, you know, 10. I know, I can't. longer than Star Wars. Yeah, longer than Episode Star Wars. 10. Yeah. Well, we never know in the future, but yeah, probably we've beaten Star Wars, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. In terms of, <laughs> well, I don't know, because they had, there was load that cartoon series, the Clone Wars, they had I loads I suppose there was a few more, yeah. But anyway, what's the day about? We've beaten Lord of the Rings. Sorry, yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so today's episode is called Embracing Fear and Never Giving Up. Um, it's a deep one, isn't it? Yeah, it is quite a deep one, yeah. But we had a couple of ones where we were talking about wet wipes, and now we're going to talk... I keep going on about the wet wipes, but they're just so important. Clearly your favourite thing on the mountains. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Biodegradable, of course. <laughs> but no, I think you're right. And a couple of episodes back, we did talk about, briefly, while we are going through some of the questions from um, you know some of our waiting list people, uh, it was a little bit about fears, and we thought to ourselves, well, sometimes fears is a big one, especially our reasons why people wouldn't want to go on a trip. Yeah. Or I maybe so. what puts them off, you know, like when it comes to Everest Base Camp, Machu Picchu, yeah. Killy. And, you know, I mean, I come up with this little cheesy line, but sometimes the mental part of, or mental hurdles in the mountains, or even getting out there can be quite intimidating and just as overwhelming as the physical stuff. Yeah. So I think, it, it, you know, I felt it was important to go through the fears today and, you know, we're going to go through... Some interesting ones, Dave? Yeah, definitely, because I think, you know, it's one of those things where there's probably loads and loads of people that sit at home and they love to do it. They love to go on an adventure, uh, but, you know, they have all these barriers in life and in their minds that they think yeah. they can't do it, when you absolutely can. Absolutely. You know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you absolutely can do it. It's just about managing that fear, mainly yeah. of the unknown, but under that umbrella, there are lots of different things that yeah. your mind will throw at you, whether it be the altitude whether you're fit enough, whether you're too old or too young, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're, hopefully we'll put some of those uh, to, to bed. bed. Yeah. I like that, Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, yeah, if you are thinking of, of heading out to, to places like Everest Base Camp, do check the show notes. Um, we do have a few different links in there, actually. I will put the one um, about, I, I think it's massively important. There's basically five ways to harness mindset take on your Everest, basically. Pop that in the show notes. But the main one there is the Everest, B uh, Everest Base Camp Guide. Um, so that's bit.ly forward slash Everest BC Guide. Um, it's in the show notes. Um, but if you go there, you get a full walkthrough of the trip. Um, and it should answer all of your questions. But let's get stuck with the episode, Dave. Yeah, why not? Let's, let's go for it. So what are the fears? So I suppose we'll we'll go through them first and then sort of break each one down. I mean, the main what are the main ones? I think the main... Uh, so it's a tricky one, really, because I think it does vary from person to person. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're specifically looking at going on a high altitude adventure, yeah, the first thing that everybody wonders about and everybody worries about is what about the altitude? Yeah, that's a biggie, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. it's such an unknown factor for everybody. Yeah, no matter how much they train, no matter how prepared they are, the altitude is always a little bit of a risk. What I always try to think about is when you're going on an, any sort of adventure, yeah. it, it, it's exactly that. It's not a holiday. Yeah. It's an adventure. It's There's important. an aspect of any trip. Yeah. All the ones that we do, Machu Picchu, Kili, Base Camp, um, Tupkal, 
it can go wrong. Yeah, and and that's the and that's the that's the straight that's, up truth. That's the reality yeah. of that it. That is yeah, the reality yeah. of yeah, it. Yeah. You know, things can go wrong. Yeah, and there's a small possibility for everybody. Yeah, no matter whether you're, you're twenty times ever a summiter, yeah. or whether it's your very first attempt at you know base camp, the altitude is gonna it can hit you any time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are people who have summited Everest like a couple of times who struggle getting to base camp on occasion because yeah. their altitude disagrees with them. And they're just, they're not on it. Exactly. And their body yeah. could be weak. Hydration, it could be a few different things. But yeah. That is a biggie, isn't it? I think... I was worried about it before I went. Yeah, same here. For me, it was more about, I mean, you know, if you were listening a couple of episodes ago about, because I suffer with asthma, I was a bit more worried about yeah. uh, what was my breathing going to be like. But, um, you know, I was quite quite lucky, really. But yeah, altitude is a biggie. Um, you know, we'll go into it a little bit more. I think the other one is, am I fit enough? Yeah. That's always a big one. I think we get asked that most when it comes to, yeah. I mean, can you do it sort of thing? People don't know what they don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like, you could, when you run a marathon in this country, you want to run the London Marathon, yeah. you can go outside your front door, you can run as far as you can and immediately know how fit you are. And where you've got to be and what yeah. you've got to do. Yeah, that's true. When you're trying to take on a challenge that's on the other side of the world, yeah, and you haven't done it before, and all the information you have is like anecdotal, there's no physical experience that you can do to replicate the altitude, the trek itself, the feeling of being in another country. The unknown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. fear of the unknown. You know, which is is a mad one. But you're right. I mean, you know, that probably. I think we both felt like that as well. I mean, you were the first time you went to base camp. You were fit. Well, yeah, because... You know, not uh, in a physical way. Because but, yeah. I knew... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, well, just, just in case yeah, everyone was wondering. Yeah, no, yeah, Dave went to base camp and, um, yeah, he was really fit. Um, <laughs> and I'll go, but really fit. <laughs> no, yeah, well, it was exactly that. Like, I, I booked it long enough in advance because I didn't, like, I wanted yeah. to go immediately. And I could have done, but I thought, no, I'm going to give it a... Well, it was like 10 months. About 10 months. And then from it, the yeah. day I booked it to the day before I left to catch the plane, yeah. I trained like I was going into space. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was like crazy, like every week. Or you stepped it up, didn't you? Like, yeah, yeah, but, it, you know, it wasn't... thing is, it's not one of those things, I don't want to advocate people to... Because I want to. I was going to say then that, you know, I probably didn't need to go that far. Yeah. But certainly I got more enjoyment out of my first trip because I was at my most fit. So the actual physical yeah. side of it, as soon as I got into the trip, I realized I had the physical side in the bag. Yeah. Zero worry. So it was just the altitude then. So it was just, yeah, just the... Just climatizing. Again, just the unknown yeah. factors that, you know, I had to I had to consider. But one thing I think I've always been used to is I can... I, I do have a lot of anxiety in my life. Yeah. But I think I've trained myself to be able to park it, you know, like acknowledge it. You know, almost say out loud, right, I'm concerned about this, but, yeah. you know, I'm going to manage it this way and I'm going to carry on. Okay. And that's why I think we called it embracing fear and never giving up because, yeah, you, you know, fear is a healthy thing. It's it's not something you should yeah, completely dismiss and get rid of. Yeah. It's your body alerting you to something. <coughs> but, it, it, you know, you shouldn't quit because you're afraid. Yeah. That's it. It started as sometimes the hardest thing, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, you're right. When it comes to... To going out there and, and yeah, if you are fit, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so we got fitness, we got altitude. Age is a big one, isn't it? We, we do get asked, you know, am I, am I too old? Yeah. You know, some people are a bit, maybe a bit put off because they think they're a bit too old. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, again, that comes down to the individual. I mean, I know some, you know, 65-year-olds 
that are fitter than some 50-year-olds I know. Well, exactly. You yeah. know, it comes down to, to, to what, you know, if you're outdoors, you know, if you, if, you, if, you, if, you're fit, if you feel like you're fit enough. But like anything, um, we did, uh, I think it was number two or number three episode, we talked about mindset. Yeah. It all comes down to your mindset. How I do you so. feel about going out there? Exactly, yeah. You know? I think, you know, when it comes to age, I've had a conversation with a couple of guys who are in their 70s, yeah. one of them who, who went to base camp with myself in October. Yeah. And the thing about it is, I think eight... Age is nothing but a number. Yeah. And there are some 70-year-olds that I know for a fact are fitter and stronger and more capable than some 25-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. just I agree. true. Yeah. So what I tell everybody is, look, dismiss age, okay? It doesn't matter yeah. how old you are. What matters relative, is how up for it you are, which would be the mindset. Yeah. And, you know, take, take an honest assessment of your body yeah. and say, like, am I fit enough? You know, do I really struggle getting up and down the stairs? <laughs> if so, then I would perhaps consider not going to base camp before you've done something about that, <laughs> you know? But if you're the type yeah. of guy that's getting out four or five yeah. times a week, you're doing multiple mile walks and you're pretty yeah. fit and strong and, you know, yeah, welcome. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Let's yeah, go yeah. to base camp. So the, those are the big three. I mean, we've got other ones like um, uh, some people are sort of fearful maybe or they're worrying about going on their own if yeah. they're just like, right, I want to do it, but none of my friends want to do it or none of my family want to do it. Yeah. You know, can I do it? And ultimately, again, that does come down to the individual. But on, luckily on these sort of trips, as we know, you're, you're, never, never, you're never on your own. You're never on your own, no. You make friends. Yeah. You know, it's part of the process of going on a group trip. Um, and it's part of the adventure too. But it's, it's not a holiday, but you can still make friends. You yeah. still have fun, have a laugh, have a bit of banter. I always think that we you know when, when you share an experience with someone you know, it 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 is better. Yeah. You know, like the first time I went to base camp, I was going on my own. Yeah. And then a few months out from the trip, my friend Billy wanted to come with me, and that was amazing. Yeah. Um, and actually, I Added was so it. glad that yeah. I had someone there that I knew that I could talk to and relate to and and have it. But having said that, we also met a lot of other people. You know, yeah. and we had, and it was amazing. And, and you yeah. got to know them and you you got to become friends with them, them Ex- yourself. Exactly. Like, yeah. But also you can set example for people, you know, like when yeah. I went out there, and I'm not saying I set an example, but people definitely have been to base camp because I went there. Yeah. You know, my friend, uh, well, John, the great bald yeti, <laughs> my friend Dan, my father, yeah. uh, Max and Tom. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. you know, there's there's lots of people that have been to base camp because of we've been. You inspired them, yeah. You know, they didn't come with us, but they did eventually. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's yeah. Th- those are the big ones. I mean, there's another another one I always think is can get. I mean, depends what sort of person you are and what sort of drive you've got. But sometimes the fear of not making it. What happens if I don't get to base camp? What happens if I, you know, if I have to get the helicopter down? That yeah. is that is a bit of a fear. It is, yeah. But Pe- people don't want to fail. It's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like no one wants to join Chopper Club, you know, and and you know not have made it. But I, yeah, it's hard to explain to people because obviously you want to make it and you want to push people to do it, but it's not the be all and end all. You know, yeah. the hardest part of the trip is booking it and leaving. Yeah. Once you're there, you know, I always say like I always say like base camp, it's an amazing achievement, but in reality, it's an X on a map. That gives you an excuse to trek for eleven days through the Himalaya. Yeah, you know um, what is it you said the first time you did a little video for me and you got the base camp. You said it's about the uh, the land, the people, and the suffering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never forget that video. Yeah, that's brilliant. It, all of those three things combined is what made the trip. Yeah, not just arriving 
at, at, at exactly. destination. Yeah, you know? yeah. And the journey you know, on the way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some people, you know, they'll make when they sign up to climb a mountain. It can be a little bit different because then it is about summiting. Yeah. And you do have a sense of unfinished business, but that's all it is. Yeah. It's unfinished business. It's not. A, it's not a failure that you should yeah. take to heart. Success is, and again, we, I know we talked in the last episode about a few different types of books, but you've got that Ed Vistas again. Yeah. And he was always pretty much, you know, sort of summiting is optional, getting down is mandatory. And a success is actually just getting back down to your family. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, carrying I mean, it on, living. But the thing is, like, what I always try, you know, some people go out to say they want to do Island Peak or they want to do Killy or Mera, whatever. And... For whatever reason, whether yeah. it be altitude, weather, an injury, they have to stop short. Yeah. Well, I'm not being funny, but like one people we had got to about 5,900 meters on Island yeah. Peak and were turned back by weather. And it was amazing speaking to those guys because they didn't, they were like, wow, we made it to yeah. 5,900 meters. Higher than anyone else on the island. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, but then they were like, well, we're going back. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. They you know, were, but, they? They're like, exactly, well, we're coming yeah. back, yeah. So that's the one thing I want to say to people about, you know, who are worrying about yeah. not reaching the goal and returning a failure. That That's not how I view it. That's not how the... And I don't believe that's how people who have been there view it. Yeah. You go there, you do your best, and you come back. Yeah. And then you assess it. You want to go back and have another crack, you can do it. You want to... You're happy with what you achieved, then that's fine. But, it, you know, it doesn't... It's not a personal failure. No, absolutely. I think any anything you ever do is a story and a lesson. Yeah. Where if you you know if we if for instance if when I went in winter and I didn't go there, I didn't reach Everest Base Camp. I think you know there would have been a little bit of me that was disappointed. Yeah. But I I knew there was a lot that I'd learned on that journey about myself anyway. Yeah. And then that that I mean it did it changed my life. You know when I came back. Um, but it was more about the country I was in. It was more about the people I met on the route yeah. on, on the way. So yeah, I think you know, fear of not reaching a goal is is a valid one. It can be, but don't let it define no your and, actions. You know, what and I mean? also it's all just a learning curve. Yeah, I think I've been remarkably lucky. Touch wood when <laughs> it comes to going to high altitude. <coughs> but actually, in terms of off. my training, yep, can book off. Yeah, that's made its appearance. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of my training, I think I failed. So, like, I don't, I don't know, hundreds of times at things yeah. I've decided. First time I wanted to run 5K, failed. First yeah. time 10K, failed. You know, me you and, got there in the end, Yeah, right? I got there in yeah, the end. You, yeah. you, well, that's the thing, you've just got to persevere. Yeah. You know, first time um, John, big bald yay, great bald yay. <laughs> the great bald yay. Yeah, he cycled one day um, from Brecon in Wales to Bath. It's about 87 miles. And I yeah. saw that he'd done it, and I was immediately jealous. And I hadn't ridden a bike in like six months. Yeah. And I was like, right, this weekend we're doing that. I just decided I had to do it because he did it. Brilliant. So, so we call that Brecon to Bath Mark One hashtag Bristol yeah. <laughs> because, like, because yeah, I made it to Bristol after I don't know fifty six miles, um, a complete failure of the ass. <laughs> you know, I couldn't sit. I, I'd rather sit sat on a pin than that saddle. Yeah. So I I, I failed, but then I was like, mm, go away, yeah. train for a month or two, go back. Then I did it the second and time. And you did it, yeah. You yeah. know, and... But you enjoyed both in a different way. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think you, you got to laugh at it. Like my dad, first time he ever went to base camp, yeah. that was um, Everest Base Camp. Hashtag Lobouche. Yeah. <laughs> because he turned... Yeah, he got about, what, 300 metres in terms of elevation? 
from base camp. He was pretty much there. I was going to say, yeah, he. I thought no. he got more. He got higher than three hundred meters. Yeah. He's he's, <laughs> he's quite tall, so <laughs> yeah. So no, yeah, and he he was maybe six hours from base camp and turned around. Yeah, and then he went far. and then he went back um, two years later and, and nailed it and nailed it. Yeah, two and that's what I mean. It's when it comes to fears um, and the weather yeah. was better the second time. Yeah, well, exactly. You had better views. That's it's better going later. Um, but yeah, when it comes to fear, you can break it down to rational or irrational fears. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's valid. Any, anything we talked about now is is valid, and people have talked about it before. And if it's you, you, you you're just you're not the only one. Yeah. You know, but there's there there are differences. Like you know, obviously similar to like heights. When people are afraid of heights, it's probably because of some experience they've had, yeah. or either they're you know it's like vertigo induced. But ultimately, you can conquer that. Yeah. You know, it it is more or less an irrational fear. To a bungee you, jump? To a bungee jump, yeah. <laughs> but if you, if you think about it rationally, and you took it on, yeah. and then you achieve that, then you've conquered your fear, because it's, you've taken it on, on a rational way. You see, I'm not, af- way. I'm not afraid of heights. No. I'm not afraid of exposure or anything like that, right? Wouldn't do a bungee jump. Really? No, I wouldn't do it. Why? I don't know. Don't say fear. <laughs> it, 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 well, it's, do you know what it is? With, and this is one of the things. So yeah, yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't do a bungee jump. I don't like the idea of going underwater. I do it in a submarine, but I wouldn't go scuba diving. Yeah, I know. We talked about that before, haven't we? What I, what I think I struggle with, right, with that type of thing, is the there's the, there's no way out. Yeah, I don't, you know I, when I know you, you know when you, you know when you do a, a bungee jump, right? The moment you jump. There's no way out. There's nothing you can do. Right? <laughs> okay. Then, then the, 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 there's right. nothing that I can do yeah, yeah. to fix the, anything. I've just got to just, you know, it's in, yeah, it's yeah, in God's yeah. okay. hands. And scuba diving. I know you very, like, experienced scuba diver. And you've told me that you've had experiences where, like, your air... Oh, yeah, I've had some equipment fail and yeah, stuff like that. I'd yeah. be dead. Like if that happened to me, I would yeah, just yeah. I I don't think I that would. That just comes with experience. Yeah, honestly, I, I, if that had happened like my first ten dives, then probably I'd be dead. Yeah, you know, it just that would, luckily yeah. it happened to me. But do you know what? It, it would never happen to me, mate. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you because because I'd never go underwater. Like I, I I like snorkeling. Yeah, and stuff like that, you know, and I can go under as far as I can go. Yeah, myself, but there's something counterintuitive and about attaching. Heavier than water equipment to my body, and jumping in the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's, uh, but again, it's good though because you have. I mean, I mean, you go back to what we're talking about there. You've approached it from a rational way because you said there's no way out. Whereas if you go to base camp yeah. and you are a little bit afraid of the altitude, you can always go back and get it. You can yeah. just walk back down. You can just get a helicopter. I and I, I I do agree with you there because it's not for everyone. Just like every space camp is not for everyone. Yeah. Well, this is you've it. got to be. You've got to accept that risk. This is it. I mean, I think I would I would go to Everest yeah. and any other large mountain and, and try my hand at climbing it. But I always feel, and I've always had a strong sense because I've learned almost everything that I know about mountains from, yeah. you know, those people that have gone before me. And I was never really interested in, like, the daredevils, the ones yeah. that did the the crazy climbs and squeaked by. I was more interested in, like, Ed Vistas, yeah. Russell Bryce, you know the old school ways. The, the, the old, yeah. yeah, the tried and tested yeah. methods where people come back slow alive. and steady. I know They're both. Those, steady, I yeah. know both those guys have uh, sadly have lost quite a lot of people, but they've learned a lot of lessons, and I think yeah. they're the people who I choose to learn from. So when I'm climbing a mountain, I do feel like I'm in some control. Yeah, I can always turn back, yeah. and you always need to be constantly 
going over what's what's your environment how are yeah. you feeling what are you doing is it safe to go on and then making sound calls yeah jumping from a bridge <laughs> doesn't seem like a sound call to me so i don't know i just can't i just can't do it there was a time when i definitely would have done it but now nah well you know if you're listening to this and you know there's, there's something that you that's on your mind and you know <laughs> definitely email it to, to podcast at and we'll we'll sort of definitely discuss it if you want Dave to actually jump off a bridge and do a bungee jump, also email us because we can make that happen when he's ooh, next in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, I'm only joking. I would do I, a sky, I do weirdly, I do a skydive. Yeah, people have said that they wouldn't do a bungee jump, but they do a skydive. Yeah, because whether if my shoot fails, I've always got my reserve. Okay. Or uh, got an experienced guy attached to me as well. Okay. If you're doing a tandem. Um, yeah, but with the with the, <laughs> the jump, jump. So with the jump's not there. With okay. the jump, it's just some guy next to me going, "Come on, dude!" Yeah. Throw me the metal sign and jumping off. I, have you done a bungee jump? And the, it's, this is typical now. The irony is, I haven't, but I've never had the chance to actually. Yeah, I, you would. I would. Yeah. Yeah. If someone said to me, "Andy, do you want to do a bungee jump now?" Yeah, but you know me. <laughs> yeah, you'd do it. But, but it comes down. I mean, th- this is the next one. Education, fear of the unknown. It's because you haven't done it before. Yeah, it fears you. Like, I, I go back to um, scuba diving. Before I did it, I feared the unknown. I feared what was below me. Yeah. I was a good swimmer. Jaws. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but it's a rational fear, isn't it? Because the same, you're thinking about the same stingray. The remember, same remember last week we talked yeah, about it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but once I started scuba diving, yeah. once I started getting out there, I realized that it was acceptable risk because I could manage it, I could control it. Yeah. Control things that happened to me. I back up. Do you go out on your own at all when you were doing it? No, only in training scenarios. But you always dive with other people. Is that is that a rule? That's is a rule. It? Yeah, yeah. We, we always have a buddy, like in the mountains. Yeah. You know, if you go on your own, like like I've been on my own loads of times. I know you've been on your own, and it's great. It's good to have that little thinking time. But yeah, you know, ideally you want to be with someone because it's always good to have backup. Yeah. Again, you know, yeah. if you fall, if you injure yourself. You know, you got someone there, and it's the same as scuba diving. You always have a dive buddy, they call it. Yeah, um, it's like on the trek, isn't it? You always got someone to cover your back. You know, if you're if you're struggling, someone say, "Come on, mate, let's, let's keep going." Yeah, you talked about um, what's that guy on the last trip that was with you and Adrian, was it? Oh, Adrian, yeah. And he, yeah. And he said the guide came up to him and tapped him on the back and said, "You're doing well. Carry on." Yeah, that was at the end of it. He was like, you um, need that, don't "He's you? a great guide, Adrian." I think he even got emotional a couple of times telling talking about the guides and stuff. What yeah. he was saying was. Because quite often, if my my main image of Adrian yeah. is of him hunched over his trekking poles, <laughs> trying to cut, cover his breath back, yeah. and it happened so often that I didn't. You didn't want to be around him all the time. Yeah. Just give him his space and stuff like that. But he said one time, one of the guides walked by and just tapped him on the shoulder, and just I don't, and just some reassuring words. And yeah, he yeah. said it was like an injection of pure empathy. Yeah. You know, and he said he just felt the warmth. And it, and it changed his mindset, and he went from "I can't do this" to "No, I, I think I can." You can, I think yeah, I yeah. can, you know. And yeah, and, and he did make it. I mean, man, fair play. I probably but he struggled, would, right? I'd have turned back. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, but that's fair great. And that, that is that is perfect because you know he there was probably on the uh, certain times where maybe he was a bit fearful. Yeah, that he wouldn't make it. Maybe that also as well that you know he's struggling from a physical sense. Yeah, but having the buddy. Having the little dive buddy there, there we yeah. go. That's my little analogy. The analogy of the week, yeah, dive buddy. Dive buddy. Yeah, it's yeah. not as good as yours, but I'll have that one. I haven't come up. I haven't come up with one yet. But <laughs> I know. You know, I know. It's, it it's still time. It's still time. Um, but yeah, having that that buddy 
which could be a guide. It could yeah. be someone you go with. It could be someone you make friends with on a trip if you go on your own. Makes the hell of a difference. Yeah. Um, and this is where, you know, I mean, we're talking about fears here. There are there is a, a good book. I've mentioned it a couple of a uh, couple of episodes back, uh, which is Ant Middleton's The Fear Bubble. Yeah. Now, I actually really enjoyed listening to that book. I think I listened to it on the... I don't know if it was on the way up to Scotland when I did Lara Grew back in November on the way back because it was a bloody long journey. It was 11 hours. Yeah. Um, but he made a lot of sense. And there was a lot of things I took out from it. I mean, I mean, definitely, I highly rec- if you're listening, I highly recommend you give it a read, by the way. But it's a way he kind of harnesses fear to take on certain challenges, yeah. if you like. I mean, you know, some of it is a bit gung-ho. I'm not going to lie. You know, he's a military guy and, and, and you know, he's got a certain way of thinking. But, you know, you can you can glean a golden nugget from it, definitely. Yeah, why not? I, I, I took a couple. Randolph Fine's got a book called Fear as well, I think. He has, I've read that. It's a really good book, really uh, good. And uh, again, he because he, he was talking about when he went to um, the Arctic and the Antarctic. Yeah. And how he, you know, he, 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 was, he was afraid. He used to spend months and months and months away from his, his wife mm. and he was fearful he wouldn't see her again. But he always has, um, I think he talks about he always the way he approached fear was that he always thought that his granddad because he respected his dad and his granddad like like they were gone yeah and he always thought if he got a difficult situation he visualized his dad and his granddad were behind him saying what are you doing carry on and he would give him the kick up the backside to yeah. crack on you know and I, I like that because he's he's using his his head to even though they're not there but yeah. to him. He wants. He wanted to do the right thing and, and make his 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 granddad and his dad proud. Yeah, it was gave him the kick up the backside to to survive. So I love that, and yeah, I highly recommend that book as well. I read that on the way to Ever's Base Camp. True. Yeah, I did. Very good. Well, you got spare time, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I I, have, I can't remember the last mountaineering book that I read. Well, there's one behind you. There is one behind me. What's behind me? Into thin air. Oh yeah, where it all started. Uh, also, Cicero's book Walk in Snowdonia, which is actually not too bad. And the Hobbit. And the Hobbit. Well, you know, fiction, non-fiction, it's good to find the balance. Yeah, no, I read one. <laughs> actually, I, sw- I read one called Thin Air, which was a, a ghost story. Okay, uh, sounds a bit weird. Yeah, yeah a, go- okay. a, a ghost on Kanjan Junga. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we, won't, we won't recommend that one then. No, um, I'm not going to not recommend it. It was quite good. No, but when it comes to fear and, and tackling fear, you know, you, you want it to have, we, we want to have, obviously, I mean, so what we're talking about now is trying to approach it from a positive angle. Yeah. Because if you go at anything with a negative energy, it'll affect it in a negative way. So I And I've always talk, thought about this. If you tackle it from a positive angle, it's going to have a positive result. Yeah. Or at least a better chance of a positive result. And if that positive result is for you to get on a trip, is to quieten the, am I fit enough? Am I old enough? Yeah. Afraid of heights, so what? You know, altitude. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll learn about it so I'm not so scared because education comes back to the yeah. education. And then if you reach your goal and you come back and you've got a story to tell. Yeah. Because you tackled fear from a positive way. Also, I think that the biggest fear that I think people should have is that, you know, one day they'll be old and grey, unable to do these things. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, regretful. You know, being being regretful of not taking a chance and not having some adventures in your life would be, is more of a fear of mine, you know? See, that's like FOMO, isn't it? Fear of missing out. Yeah. Which you can, you can, so you're basically using fear in a positive way. And yeah, if we were like 90 looking back going, I did, I did jack all in my life. Yeah. But then, yeah, that, that's you missing out, man. So do something about it now. Yeah, exactly. I like that. That's probably my favourite one where you said to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, because let's, let's be honest. I mean, 
we're both like that, aren't we? We want to do more now. Yeah. If there's anyone listening, yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully if it can inspire you to get off your backside and get out into the mountains, then, then do it, because life is so short, man. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to end up, you know, old grey with the only stories you can tell is the times you went to the cinema, put the washing out, mowed the lawn. Yeah, exactly. What What is it? I, I came across last week, I think it was one of our ever trackers. Uh, if you're listening, I think it was... Um, I think it was Richard Jones, and he mentioned, you'll never remember cleaning the dishes, but you'll remember when you're standing on top of a mountain. Yeah, exactly. And I love that quote. I Honestly, I, not because I, I hate cleaning dishes. Yeah. And there's, fascina- <laughs> there's fascinating... I do. There's, fasc- there's fascinating and amazing things to see out there. And, you know, you can see some amazing things back here, but nothing like, I think... The world is a big place, and if you live it within, you know... Even within the same country of which you're born, you know, without yeah. experience in other countries' cultures, then you're missing out, really. I mean, like, my mate Dan, he planted, yeah. like, some uh, sunflowers in his garden, and they all grew up and faced their neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you, should, that is so you, you always have to travel a little bit further to see the light, you know? <laughs> that, that is a good analogy. Yeah. I love that. That is brilliant. Well, well, thanks, Dan, for inspiring me. But, yeah, he said he, he planted, like, three or four sunflowers. They all grew to full height <laughs> and faced the neighbour. brilliant. <laughs> Every day he woke up, looked outside his window, and these sunflowers, all he could see was the back of them. Jesus. <laughs> that was brilliant. Well, look, um, I mean, I hope you've enjoyed the, the episode this this week. Um, you know, and, and if you do have anything at all you want to discuss, don't forget to message us, podcast at evertrek.co.uk. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, do download the Ever, uh, Everest Base Camp Guide. It is in the show notes. And, yeah, if you've enjoyed it, do subscribe and leave us a review. Yeah. Um, it obviously helps us. And, Dave, yeah, the final word, mate. I mean... I always like to leave you the last word because then I can jump in after you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's never the <laughs> final word. But no, I think ultimately you have to take on a challenge. Um, head out there with the right mindset. And um, yeah, fears can be tamed. They can be broken. It just comes down to you. And I think that you can... Who said that, And Who said that? Was that a famous mate? Uh, no, no, I came up with that. Yeah, yeah. You come up with that. Yeah, so that's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I thought you might like that one. No, yeah. I did. Honestly, I came up with that. Yeah, yeah no, no, I like it. Fears, well, can, fears yeah. can be tamed. They can be broken. It just comes down to you. Yeah, I, well, you know. Andy Moore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I've, always, I've always been about mindset. Yeah, um, no, I know that is um, like a big uh, sort of um, passion of yours, you know, yeah. is, is the belief that, you know, by harnessing positivity and the right mindset that you can... Can you know achieve anything? You can achieve if you want incredible to. things. Yeah, and and I and yeah. and my approach is you know you may as well do it. <laughs> yeah, you'll be dead one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, wow, deep finish. Live while you're living. <laughs> Strong, uh, but no, I hope you've enjoyed that. Um, you know, we'll see you after Killy. Yeah, because oh yeah, yeah, we'll finish on this. Yeah, because oh, the next time you hear from us, yeah, we'll be on. Um, we'll be on the top of Killy. Yeah, well, we're going to record an episode. Oh, we're going to be on the way up to Killy. Well, yeah, we're going to we're going to do a few episodes on the mountain. Yes. It's, it's like a little special series, the Kilimanjaro Diaries. Yeah, I don't know. We're not. I don't know if we're calling them that. I'm just. Calling yeah, them, but, but we'll. No, we'll, I, I can't wait to to record that, and we'll be interviewing um, some of our ever trekkers who are on there, uh, yeah. also some of our guides. Yeah, it's great. At different points. We're going to have some video footage. We're going to have. Um, yeah. We're going to try and do some little diaries, aren't we? Little video diaries to try and. Yeah. Yeah, we're taking the GoPros up there, so you know you get some footage. So definitely, I know if you're listening, the podcast awesome. But look out on social media; we'll be heaps yeah, exactly. of posts. We're doing our. It's the same trip that we're that we do. You know, Lamosha route, um, yeah. Kilimanjaro, the long way, eight days up and down. It's great. Yeah. It's going to be one hell of an experience. 
Um, the only thing I know for sure is that I'm going to have some crazy dreams. <laughs> on the Malarone? On the Malarone, yeah. Anti-malarials. Yeah. Tested them out the last few days to see if they agree with me. Um, it's like it's like movies. And, in, in, I told in, you it would be. Yeah. It's, good, it's amazing. It? I, I, anti-malarials are fun. Yeah. If you ever get the chance to come with us to Kilimanjaro and take them. I thought you were going to say, if you ever get a chance to get older, so I'm like, recre- <laughs> take Malarone recreationally. Oh. But no, um, always take any drug. Um, yeah. As, as prescribed. Absolutely. Right, okay, we'll leave you to it. Wish us luck for Killy, and we'll chat to you soon. All the best, guys. Bye. Bye.